The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Of year once more, the mock trade deadline is upon us. And also a reminder before we get started here that we are having a sale in honor of the mock trade deadline on Dunked on Prime for just $5 more per year. You can get Dunked on Prime total access that includes Danny's and my salary sheets, chats, access to our Discord, our daily dunks links, as well with all of the information that Danny and I are reading every day. So we encourage you if you are a monthly member right now or you're new to this, Give it a shot. Sign up for Dunktown Prime. You're getting our best ever rate that we are offering right now. It's dunkedon.supportingcast.fm. And without further ado, let's bring in Danny LaRue from The Athletic and Real GM Radio. And this podcast, Dan Feldman from NBC Sports and Kevin Pelton of ESPN. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? It's going great. (laughs) Danny, we haven't heard how you are yet. Yeah, because I mute myself until all of that nonsense is over. <laughs> it's a tradition for all of us to talk all over each other at the start of this podcast. But also, it's not really that time of year because this is a month and a half later than usual, right? Yeah, I guess that is so. And uh, Dan's dog is getting in on the talking over everybody uh, as well in the background. So, uh, yeah, maybe, Dan, if you could train your dog to uh, bark when you offer an especially shitty trade offer, I, I think that would amuse everybody. <laughs> uh i i think there's a decent chance he will bark when that happens uh, he might bark at some other times too we'll see how it goes all right so the way we do this uh, if you are new to the show we are splitting up the league's 30 teams among the four of us i generally have the teams that are looking to do the most selling and we tried to split up the rest of the teams uh, among the other three gentlemen here so that hopefully they won't be have two teams that are competing for the same players and we'll just begin by going through uh, the teams that we have here. Danny, why don't you start us off? Sure. The Philadelphia 76ers are looking to add a half-court initiator, if reasonably possible, but not going to break the bank to do it. KP? The Atlanta Hawks are quietly listening to offers for impending restricted free agent John Collins. And also, Rajon Rondo is very available. <laughs> Dan? The Miami Heat are first trying to determine whether we're good enough or just not healthy enough, or whether we can get healthy enough. Uh, but along those lines, we'd also like to find a Jay Crowder replacement. Unfortunately, we, we can't trade a first-round pick unless we're lifting protections on another already traded first-rounder, so that's going to limit us. Well, uh, I have the Orlando Magic, Dan. If you're trying to get healthy, our, our trainer is available. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the Magic will be listening on Nikola Vucevic, despite reports that he isn't available, but obviously he's an all-star, and we would expect a commensurate package and Aaron Gordon obviously is someone we think could really help a a contender he's got a year left on his contract and we're looking for a first rounder and potentially a prospect for Evan Fournier who we think fits in a lot of other places Uh, we are 
not too delusional about our playoff prospects this year. Uh, so Michael Carter-Williams, James Ennis, Terrence Ross also uh, available as well. The Brooklyn Nets are looking to add a member of our closing five or somebody who at least has a shot at it. And we are open to trading Spencer Dinwiddie to get the best possible player for where we're going. The Boston Celtics are looking to maximize our trade exceptions. It's not just the Gordon Hayward trade exception and uh, particularly looking to add depth at forward. The L.A. Clippers want to maintain chemistry. And if we can upgrade our roster while maintaining chemistry, uh, that would be nice. But we're also content just to wait for buyout players. The Houston Rockets are devastated by the news that Eric Gordon will be out four to six weeks. However, we don't believe Woj's report that this is going to mean he's going to finish the season with the Rockets. So we are willing to move him. Uh, but, you know, if we keep him, obviously, we're still trying to win just as many games as we would have uh, with James Harden this year. And <laughs> if that doesn't work, uh, pretty much everyone is available outside of Christian Wood and Jayshon Tate. So that's Victor Oladipo, Eric Gordon, Daniel House. Jen Wall, P.J. Tucker, who's already away from the team, Ben McLemore, and we'd even consider packaging some of these players together uh, to increase uh, our return. The Dallas Mavericks are assessing the talent available at the deadline compared to 2021 free agency, and that's especially notable for us because we are not the most asset-rich organization right now with those two firsts that we owe to the Knicks. The Denver Nuggets are interested if the right deal for a wing comes along. Hmm. The San Antonio Spurs would like you to sit down. We are actually really, truly, genuinely looking at making an in-season trade for the first time since the 2014 blockbuster of Nando DiColo for Austin Day. Uh, we're also even willing to listen on DeMar DeRozan, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, but obviously the main player we're looking to move is LaMarcus Aldridge. The Sacramento Kings have Harrison Barnes on a value contract, having the best season of his career. We are looking for a Robert Covington type of package for Harrison Barnes. We would also considering moving Rashawn Holmes, an expiring contract for a first-round pick or a, a solid young prospect. But he healed also is uh he's available. And we'd like to see if we could get a second rounder for Hassan Whiteside and uh Jabari Parker also is available. The Indiana Pacers are thrilled to have Karis Silvert back on Saturday, and we are looking for help on the margins if possible, and we will quietly, quietly listen. We will not shop our centers to see if there's any interest most notably Sabonis but we'll listen on Miles Turner as well but we have to be bowled over those guys are important parts of our present and future the Golden State Warriors would maybe kick the tires on the right trade involving Kelly Oubre but uh, otherwise not planning to be real active the Portland Trailblazers would like to get another front court player probably a big but we recognize we have limited resources the Detroit Pistons are looking for veterans with long contracts that have non-guarantees on the end of them so that we can stretch <laughs> those players over the maximum number of years. <laughs> we will be targeting Austin Rivers specifically. Uh, no, actually, uh, basically any veterans other than Jeremy Grant are available, but we're not necessarily looking to move those guys. But if anyone's interested in Mason Plumley or Daylon Wright, Wayne Ellington, Rodney Magruder, the latter two of those uh, are more available, we would say, since they are expiring contract. The New York Knicks are making a playoff push. Um, we're not trying to give up much in the way of future assets. And because we have $15 million in cap space, we can also be a facilitator and we'll listen quietly on Mitchell Robinson, though it is not our intention to move him. Los Angeles Lakers are probably waiting for buyout season, but there, there's a lot of interest out there in Wesley Matthews or Alfonso McKinney. Please let us know. The Washington Wizards are not trading Bradley Beal. 
Uh, we'd like to go the other way. Maybe add a veteran shooter, add a little bit of depth. Uh, we're also shopping Troy Brown if we can get some value for him before he becomes eligible for an extension in the offseason. The Cavaliers will reluctantly consider trading all-star Kevin Love. <laughs> we will also reluctantly consider trading all-star Andre Drummond. And Larry Nance Jr., you're going to have to bowl us over uh, for him. We're looking for a Robert Covington type of package uh, for him. The Minnesota Timberwolves are just looking for the pain to stop. Alternatively, uh, we're hoping to find a, a sucker who's willing to take on one of our negative value contracts. Uh, that would be great, but we're, we're, we're understanding of where this is. Unfortunately, I've already introduced Cleveland. <laughs> uh, the Milwaukee Bucks would love to add a more switchable big or another two-way role player on the wing. The Charlotte Hornets would like to upgrade at center, uh, maybe trading Malik Monk before he hits restricted free agency in the summer. You know the drill for the OKC Thunder at this point. Anybody who isn't part of our young core is available. Uh, we are willing to take on salary because we have just a few trade exceptions and cap space uh, as well. So Al Horford, George Hill, Trevor Ariza, Mike Muscala, could, uh, uh, maybe we could get Avicii Zubats uh, for him. Uh, and but we're also willing to take on longer term salary or worse salary for any of Horford Hill or Ariza. The Phoenix Suns are looking to see if there are any positive moves that we can make on the margins, though that might be on the buyout market as well. And we're looking to find a home for Langston Galway if Galway truly wants to be moved. Otherwise, we'd, we'd like to keep him. The Toronto Raptors are willing to move Kyle Lowry to a contender if the value is right and also have some interest in upgrading at center. The Memphis Grizzlies would like to add a defensive high-motor wing and a sweet shooting big. That's right. We've already made our big trade deadline moves. <laughs> We're adding Justice Winslow and Jaron Jackson Jr. Are um, you also, adding Jaron Jackson, though? That's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, you know, we have Gorgie Jang's expiring contract. We have good depth. And if we could consolidate that depth flexibility into getting a, a big upgrade, somebody else who can help our team, we're interested. The Chicago Bulls are feeling pretty good right now with all-star Zach Levine and consider the fact that he was actually an all-star this year. So we realize we may not have a championship core and we've got some equity, but obviously trading Zach Levine, you really would have to bowl us over. We're talking about like more than the Pelicans got for Drew Holiday at this point. And again, you know, we're happy with our team. We're happy moving forward to try to make the playoffs this year, but Thaddeus Young, Thomas Sadoransky, Otto Porter, Garrett Temple, you're going to have to bowl us over, but we would consider it. It's just got to be enough to our fans that, uh, we can sell it to them why we made these deals. And Lowry Markton and Wendell Carter will listen on them, but it would have to be more than just some crappy first rounder to get in the door on those guys. I'm out. Utah Jazz are interested if we can get a guy who can defend LeBron James without affecting our core. And the New Orleans Pelicans, J.J. Redick is very available. We'd also listen on Josh Hart, but we'd be looking for more than just some crappy first from him. We value him as part of our group. Uh, we'd also listen on Lonzo Bell, but again, or Lonzo Ball, but it would take more again than just some crappy first. We really see him as a long-term starter. And so, yes, we, we're concerned uh, about his restricted free agency, but you're going to have to really bowl us over there again. And uh, anybody willing to give us a top 10 pick for Jackson Hayes, we might be willing to move. Man, it is crazy to think that I've been working with Helix Sleep since 2015. And I think that's because my story with them 
seems to really resonate with listeners if you've never heard it before that was kind of the beginning of the direct-to-consumer boom and there was another very prominent mattress company at that time that was trying to convince you that mattresses were one size fits all they found the one formula the one mattress that was going to work for everyone my then girlfriend now wife and i ordered that mattress we ended up having to return it because hey guess what not everyone is the same and then she did some more research and found helix sleep we took their sleep quiz and we found a mattress that actually worked for us and our body types and now helix offers 20 unique mattresses everybody sleeps differently and helix mattresses are designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences hot or cold side sleeper back sleeper so take that helix sleep quiz find your perfect mattress in under two minutes and it's shipped straight to your door free of charge it's no risk because you really need to sleep on the mattress in your own home you're like well how should i order this if i can't sleep like yeah you're not going to learn anything by going to the mattress store and sleeping on the mattress where do i take my shoes off do i leave my shoes on but then my feet kind of hang off the bed because i don't want to put my shoes on the bed and is it weird that i'm laying here for more than 30 seconds you can't tell anything under those circumstances you might as well just order it get it sent to your house get that 100 night trial they're 10 to 15 year warranty depending on the model and there's never been a better time to try a helix sleep mattress because they are offering 20 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash capspace easy to slash capspace we talk about all the time here on the program that's helixsleep.com slash capspace this is their best offer yet i can attest to that since i've been working with them for nine years and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now don't forget that slash capspace url to let them know that you came from us m2 all right then that does it here for the introductions and no big surprises there in terms of of what teams are going for so the way we're going to do this now is if you have a player to trade and i have most of the players to trade it looks like we're going to throw those players out there obviously we'll kind of let it free flow into whatever kind of ideas people have about some of these players generally going to go in terms of the guys who might in theory bring the most value because that's what teams will be saving their assets for and we'll get down to the minutiae and the salary tax dumps at the end but why don't we start bulls here what could we get for all-star zach levine is there a team that is willing to really go big on him and i mentioned in the open drew holiday the package for him as someone of an analog levine is younger I think he's better than Holiday, who was not really in an all-star consideration this year. He's got a favorable contract uh, that could be extended potentially, and he's a great scorer at the end of games this year. So if there's a package out there that's commensurate with some of the other stars that have moved in recent years, we're willing to listen. Otherwise, forget about it. 76ers here, just as a calibration, we have we, we were kind of limited in terms of our firsts, but we do have youngsters, Matisse Thibel and Tyrese Maxey, both of them were taken in the first round. Would something, let's say, those two guys in a first, is that commensurate, or do you think that's way worse than what you're looking for? No, I don't think so. I, it would, I mean, if you consider what Holiday got, he basically got the kitchen sink from the Bucks. And at that time, there was also even hope that Giannis might not resign. You know, the, what did they get? Three firsts and three pick swaps. And they got some pretty decent players, too, with uh, Bledsoe and, and Hill. So, no, I, that wouldn't be close. Again, we'd be we'd be talking about something where this guy's an all-star. Like, we got to turn to our fans and be like, hey, we just have so many assets going forward. So, just a, a 
a future first and a couple of guys who probably don't project as starters that's not really even close i would say anybody else interested in zach levine only makes 19 million all right well we didn't want to trade him anyway uh and there's some other guys that the bulls are are interested in moving but they're probably a little bit lower down in the the hierarchy here anybody else want to throw a player out here to get started on it might realistically move 76ers here Masai Ujiri, you want to talk about Kyle Lowry now that Zach Levine's off the board? Yeah, let's have this conversation. What are you thinking? It is challenging, as you know, for us to to match salary. Kyle Lowry makes a ton of money. Also, he's a you know he's an older player. He is a pending free agent who you know we're we're buttoned up against the tax and stuff. So what what we're we're thinking about is whether you would prefer so we can we can match salaries presumably going to involve Danny Green and then maybe we'll include some players that we can reroute to a third team maybe somebody like like they're with with Terrence Ferguson and Mike Scott there are ways that we can make this work but a four to one in season is very difficult a four four one but the main thing we wanted to ask you was we have these different assets and what we're thinking was either you know because you're getting Danny Green a champion that you know well in this deal was either our unprotected first round pick this year, or if you preferred it in 23, we could do that or Tyrese Maxey recently drafted pick. Think he's a good fit next to Fred Van Vliet. So we're wondering kind of, is that in the ballpark and of those, which would you be most interested in? I think if we're going to move Lowry, the greatest Raptor in franchise history, also an NBA champion alongside Danny Green in Toronto, we're going to need at least two first-round picks. And I would say, generally speaking, we'd rather have those first-round picks for us to make the choice, prefer those than Tyrese Maxey. So something like 2021 and 2023, maybe some light protection, that's the conversation we can have. But if it's just one of those three, then I, I think we're just content to move forward with Kyle Lowry and potentially try to upset you in the first round. First of all, good luck with that. Second, with with you, I think our our defense will handle that. You don't have Kawhi anymore. He's not going to bounce, bounce, bounce it in. But if if what it takes, the, what we were thinking then, if you if we wanted to do that, would be a first and maxi. So then you're getting two first round picks. You're getting you're getting a guy who has just shaken, who has lived up to his draft stock, and I think has out has exceeded it. There are a couple different ways we could structure it. We. We're not looking, ideally, to send a completely unprotected pick unless it's this year, which we're willing to do. Like, we'll do our 21. But, you know, you never know where things are going to go in the future. Kyle Lowry might not even be on our team anymore. So something like, so would you be interested in our 21 first and Tyrese Maxey? I mean, that's more in the ballpark, but we would definitely prefer to get those two first-round picks. I mean, uh, Tyrese Maxey. So you'd you'd rather have 21 and 23 than 21 and Maxey? Correct. I mean, he got off to a very exciting start to the season, but we're starting to see some of those flaws that are why he slid in the draft. He's got a .504 true shooting percentage at this point. Okay, so two firsts for a guy who's about to hit free agency, who's in his mid thirties. That's that's a little bit that's a little bit robust for us. Um, can we can we nudge? Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, somebody that Daryl Morey has some familiarity with and be like, hey, do us a solid. I mean, we would also if Kyle Lowry wants to if Kyle Lowry wants to negotiate a buyout, we would lo- we would love to bring him in for that. That would I mean, be- we're, we're not interested in that. Look, Lowry has said he, you know, is a Raptor. He's going to retire a Raptor, whatever happens here. So we're in no hurry to trade him. It's just if the value you're is in, right, you're in no hurry to, to trade him. him. He has an expiring contract. Well, he, he may resign. His bird rights are going to be valuable this summer. So we'll we'll see what happens here. But, well, perhaps it'd be productive to see if any other teams are, are interested in Kyle Lowry. 
the Clippers and Heat are interested, but without first round picks to trade, and he could could open one up, but not the multiple. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough uh, for us to beat the Philadelphia offer that was just rejected. I I don't see how it's feasible. So Miami, you're not willing to include any of your young players in here. So oh well, I guess we are. I mean, are, are you uh, really high on Kendrick Nunn? We are not willing to trade Tyler Hero. We we think there's a chance we could just sign Lowry in the offseason. Like we're not putting Tyler Hero in this deal. Uh, what about what about Precious Achua and Duncan Robinson? We would do a Chua and none. Okay, I'm listening on a Chua and none. I I think I might like that better than a first and maxi. Because oh, interest. So we we would do something. You know, we we have uh, some contracts we could send. I don't know if we should talk about the names, but we got some, you know, mid level. <laughs> Contracts we could send. Are, are you concerned about alienating those players? I mean, we you know we can put in the bottom of the press release. You only have to include them in the press release. Just the bottom press release. Oh, I, be like, I see, oh, we, yes. we waived him in conjunction. Yes, yes. You know, I, I think you could handle the PR. So Philadelphia here, you'd you'd really rather have you'd have um, two pen, you know, pending rest, pending restricted free agent who's a little bit older in that over Maxi in a first. But would you rather have two two firsts over that package? Just as clarification. I think yes, given what you mentioned about non-hitting restricted free agency. Now, relatively small cap hold, even with the starter criteria. So we could still maintain some and use some of our cap space before re-signing him. So we like none from that standpoint. But it's a pretty undersized backcourt if you're talking about Kendrick Nunn and Fred Van Vliet. So I, I do think we would prefer the two first-round picks if you can get there. Mavericks yeah. here, we have conceptual interest in Lowry, but the price is already higher than we can really pay. Unless you really like Josh Green. If you like Josh Green, hey, we can have a conversation. Yeah. And Miami could include a pick in theory starting in 2025. It's just you're taking a little bit of a risk with the lotto protection on that 2023 first to OKC that that could go through to 2025. But you could, in theory, offer two first round picks via the first available draft you're just not a thousand percent sure that you're going to get it. you could offer 25 and 27 right good point um I, i'm assuming okc would be okay with just removing the lottery protections uh that's correct not going to try and uh milk this to get like an extra second rounder yeah i mean cleveland got a second round pick out of uh, milwaukee in the drew holiday trade right we are setting a firm line. We are not doing that. We are not Cleveland. I think we've made that very clear over the years. <laughs> <laughs> you were Milwaukee in this analogy. Uh, no, OKC oh, yeah, would no, certainly okay. be willing Milwaukee, to remove either. that protection and get that pick unprotected in 2023. Absolutely. I, I would rather have that than a lottery pick. Yeah, I don't I don't think as Miami, I don't think we're willing to do it. We, you know, I'm not sure where we are this year. I don't know how much better Lowry makes us this year. We think we could sign him in the summer. Um and we'd rather keep those picks, have that flexibility to make a big move, whether it's to sign Lowry, whatever we want to do in the summer, rather than give up both those picks. I think that's just a little bit too rich for us. I don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole, but we can just have a very preliminary thing, partially for salary matching and everything else. Is there a team that would give up a first for Tyrese Maxey that we can include in this instead of getting it? We don't have to go through all the semantics, but is there a team just off the cuff that's like, yeah, we could do that? A first for Tyrese Maxey. Ooh. My teams are all bad, so probably not. The Grizzlies might do that if it's, um, I won't say a fake first, but not the realist first. <laughs> right? I mean, we're, we're just a little too bad to be like, oh, we're definitely going to convey a pick to you. So somewhere Grizz, in between. You could, you could offer that Utah pick, right? Well, well should, would it yeah. be worthwhile to involve uh, Kyle Lowry and his agent here of like where he would like to go? Uh, Toronto, uh, whether he'd rather go Philadelphia to Miami would, or, or Philadelphia would love for that where, where he might be willing to re-sign as well, because that would, in theory, 
affect how much the the Heat and Sixers are willing to give up. Yeah, I think that's reason. I mean, look, we want to be collaborative with Kyle in this process. He's earned that right. Did I just say the same thing Pop said about Lamarcus Aldridge? <laughs> uh yeah so kyle lowry's agent i assume i assume nate you're being kyle lowry's agent right uh, i mean by default <laughs> <laughs> too sweetest voice yeah, I, I mean, I, i'm i'm the least involved in here so it probably makes sense for me to do it yeah i think either destination would be nice uh i think it really probably comes down uh, you may notice my agent uh is mark bartlestein who i'm now playing uh this is some amazing role playing by the way and so I think a, a lot of it comes down to what kind of a contract either team could offer going into next year. And I think I probably, all things being equal, would rather be in Philly. I like their talent a little bit better than Miami. But Philly, I mean, are you going to be able to pay me? You know, I, I would like to get, we got the over 38 rule as an issue, but I'd like to get a, a three-year deal at, you know, something like starting at $20 million a year going forward here. Would either of you guys be, be willing to give me that? And I think I could maybe try to put my thumb on the scales. It sounds like these offers are pretty equal. Uh, Messiah has given me permission to talk to you guys. So if you, if either of you guys could say, Hey, we'll give you that kind of a contract, uh, then, you know, maybe I can go to Messiah and say, Hey, I'd really like to be here. Cause it sounds like the offers are pretty equal between the, the heat and the Raptors right now. I, I we're willing to, I, I don't think we're willing to like put fake pen to paper on that right now, but we're, we're, if the season goes well, that is the type of offer we were considering making for you. So that is, that is firmly within the range. Now it could end up moving a little bit. Remember we cleared a bunch of space under the lecture tax for next year in the, um, in the moves that we made. So that seems plausible. Yeah. Same for Miami. Uh, we understand what, what you're looking for. We're not willing to make a promise right now, but you understand we're trying to trade for you for a reason, and we understand what you're looking for. As long as everything goes to plan, no problems. Okay, I, I think all things being equal, uh, both that both those sound good, but Messiah, I think I, I'd like you to try to do the Philly deal for me, if you can, to, to go back home. I think I am a little bit better of a fit there. The Heat already have. Goran Dragic as well. You don't know how that's going to play out exactly. They still have Tyler Hero. They still have Duncan Robinson. You know, I don't, the, the fit isn't as clean as it is in Philly. So I, I think Philly is where I would like to end up. All right, Sixers, can we get that two first round picks? We would much prefer to do it also for salary purpose, salary purposes with Maxi, but we think you can get a first for him. I think that it, within the purposes of the exercise, I think, I think you could get there. I mean, I think it would, it would be, a way of doing it also yeah for the for salary matching the most logical way to do this would be danny green mike scott terrence ferguson who would probably go to a third t- to go to another team and tyrese maxi who it sounds like might be going to another team the the grizzlies would do that utah pick for maxi what do you think of that toronto the utah pick is uh protecting away where it will not convey this year it's top six protected next year all right so we're coming away with philly 21 and this utah, utah 2022 20, again two at least two capable players yeah, I mean, I think we can, we can flip Danny Green for something that makes more sense for us long term, as much as we love the idea of bringing him back as an NBA champion. Okay, so I, I think we've got the framework of a deal here. Uh, do, do we want to talk about, in, in the 21 pick is, pick is unprotected, of course. So yeah, I, yes. I think we've definitely got the framework of a deal. Let's not finalize it because there may be, this may expand to additional teams. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so so what is our framework uh, right now? Uh, Philly gets Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Philly gets Kyle Lowry. Memphis gets Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Toronto at this point gets Danny Green, Mike Scott, and Terrence Ferguson, but possible that some of those players could be on the move again. Memphis, you're 
are you taking Maxi into an exception? Yes, we can take him to an exception. I'm just counting roster spots. Jonte Porter, come on down. Well, I think, you know, depending on what happens with Gorgie Jang, right. he ends up getting waived or bought out. Right. I think yeah. we can do the thing of you will clear a roster spot somehow. Well, yes. well so Philly, you don't want to put more guys into this deal. It, you know, you're Tony Bradley, you're Vincent Poirier. Well, we, I guess we, we can, you, we can just get like, I mean, I would say we're open to that if the, if the deal, if that, if Toronto has the capacity, but the fundamental problem is making a five for one deal is logistically very difficult. So yeah if, yeah, if we can, if we can open those things up, it is also possible that we will find a different home for some of those players. And then we'll just end up making it as one trade. So yeah. I don't think I don't think we need to spend the time to negotiate what's going to happen with Vincent Poirier right now. Yeah, I, I mean it might make sense just you know for like Matt Thomas for Vincent Poirier to kind of to be part of this. Toronto's getting there is getting the assets that they want. There's no reason for Philly to just yeah, pay I'm, like a crap we're, we're fine with that. Year. I mean, we're I think fine. that's probably more from a tax perspective that Scott and Ferguson are more expensive. Or are you so, saying in addition to them? Yes. I mean. There's only so many roster spots we can clear, but we'll see how that works out, I guess, in the end. Yeah, you Some, got Paul Watson, you got Matt Thomas, you got the. I, I initially Bembry. was going to demand Paul Watson in this trade, just 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 for Nate's amusement. So, <laughs> somebody would take Jonte Porter, right, just so we don't end up in the tax? Yeah, so, I mean, somebody will. I mean, the, the Knicks could be a possibility there of my uh, teams. Yeah, no, if you, uh, if you got some cash for us, we've... Uh, okay. There are plenty of teams that, that would... Well, there is there is one there is one funny nuance here that OKC cannot be the facilitator on Terrence Ferguson because <laughs> they can't require him, but the Knicks ten- tentatively were on board. All right, does someone want to take over the Raptors for a second? Because I've got a team that wants to jump into this trade. Oh baby, okay. Uh, I, I can I can take them because my part. I mean, out. yeah. You, well, you tell us because you tell us who this other team is. Who are uh, who are we? Well, well you're you're the I, team. I'm the other team. Yes, uh, Nuggets here. We're interested in swapping Will Barton for Danny Green. Huh. Hmm. We think Danny Green really gives us a two-way role player for the playoffs. You know, Barton kind of on the outs a little bit with Michael Porter Jr.'s role increasing. You know, we'll get Gary Harris back before it long here. So he might be off the, coming off the bench in a role he's less happy with. So we think this actually makes some sense. And also, frankly, it's better for us to have that 2021-22 player option for Barton off our books just in case, given how close we are to the tax line. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... How's Toronto looking in terms of their own tax slash? Uh, well, at this Toronto, point, it depends how many of those guys you take back from Philly. But Lowry is so much more expensive than them that it it is, it's not an issue. Yeah, and Barton is cheaper than Danny Green, although yeah, they're pretty helps. they're they're close enough that Denver doesn't go into the tax. All right, so so who's who's being Toronto now? Is that me again? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm, why don't you take over? Yeah. Okay, since I'm not involved uh, with any of this. Um, let's see. So Danny Green. Makes 15 this year. Basically, just have to decide whether Toronto wants to spend $14 million on Will Barton next year or not, or whether they would just hold on to Danny Green. I think they probably would rather have the flexibility, uh, particularly because Barton has this player option as well, which he's probably going to exercise. Like, if I knew for sure he was under contract, then it might be, it'd probably be more palatable, frankly, because if he plays well, I guess, you know, we could always try to re sign him, but it, it seems like we're moving into a new era now with this team and we don't even know if Messiah Jiri is going to be there next year. I don't think Toronto would want to do that. And, and there's, there probably would be a better package out there. All right. Can for I, Danny in, Green. It, unless the nuggets were willing to throw something in, obviously then, uh, then it gets a little sweeter. Can I needlessly complicate things here? <laughs> Warriors here. We would swap Kelly Oubre for Will Barton. 
So now the Raptors are getting an expiring contract. Pelton. <laughs> I told you that you guys were going to be angry when I started proposing this. <laughs> so it'd be it'd be Kelly Oubre then. Kelly Oubre is playing pretty well right now. Uh, I'd I'd rather have Kelly Oubre than than Will Barton personally. But hey, I'm I'm not the Warriors GM in this. Uh man, this is getting complicated. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like. Yeah, I guess Will Barton would uh, fill a role as a little bit more of an initiator for the Warriors, but ooh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, man, wouldn't be, it's not like Bob Myers to make a mistake like this. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, we, we'll do that. I think that's that seems reasonable. Okay, so we've now made this a five-team trade. Yeah, although everyone, is, some of these guys aren't being aggregated, so they could probably right. just be moved immediately too. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll just say that we could fulfill the touching requirements with fake with fake seconds and stuff. Grizzlies here. So where is uh where is Green going in the trade? Green's going to Denver. So Draymond to Denver. D- Danny Green to Denver. Danny oh wait, Green. I got the names messed oh, up. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly Oubre is involved in the trade too. That's <laughs> everything's so come full circle i'm so distraught i'm gonna pull out of this trade and nuke it unless uh unless somebody will take john Tay porter without making me pay the rest of his salary <laughs> philly here we'll do it if we have to all right okay see very upset right now it's really a fascinating pick them between those wings who have slightly different strengths and weaknesses very similar contracts uh and, and i think all relatively similar value yeah barton just seems like kind of damaged goods though I mean, he's actually played pretty well this year. Yeah. Does does save the Warriors a little scratch, at least. <laughs> Warriors might actually trade Wolbarton later. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, when I assigned the teams, I had the Warriors in the boring team tier as we were trying to distribute them all, but uh, apparently not. Okay, uh, this Kyle Lowry trade is done. Uh, let's run through it one more time. Philly is getting Cal Lowry from Toronto and Jonte Porter from Memphis. Toronto is getting, originally it was going to be Danny Green. Then they flipped him for Kelly Oubre Jr. Danny Green is now in Denver. Golden State gets Will Barton, who initially was being exchanged for Danny Green and then is being exchanged for Kelly Oubre. <laughs> and Memphis is getting Tyrese Maxey and giving up a Utah 2022 first that is top Six. Top six protected, is that right? Yes. And also getting Phillies 2021 first. So that's actually a relatively similar package to what Mike Conley ended up going for. So that's that's not a crazy a crazy trade. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty good Conley, comparison. Conley had two. I'm sorry, what was that? That's a good comparison, I think, for where Lowry is value-wise. Yeah. Well, that was exhausting. <laughs> ready <laughs> ready to go to part two? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, All actually, right. can we can we take a can we take a very quick break? I need to swap computers because now they're power washing the front of my apartment and not the back, so I need to switch computers. Okay, yeah, now we're just, we're leaving be... this in. Everyone, everyone, just be silent until Danny gets back, so we can avoid an edit. No, no, because I have to I have to close out Skype and open up Skype, or I can wait. I'm just gonna have to be muted basically constantly. Can you hear that in the background, or can you not hear it? No, I can't hear anything. Can't hear it. Oh shit! Okay, then I'll just stay here and deal with it. All right, yeah, we're we're leaving all this in, by the way, just so, just so you guys know. Uh, the, the, everyone, we're all friends here now in this like fifth ep- edition of the mock traded line, or is it the sixth edition? It might be the sixth edition. Yeah, we did it in 2016. First, this is the sixth time we've done this now. What year is it now? <laughs> 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 all 
Exactly. Colin. Man, I just love American Giant. Just an amazing clothing company. I was reminded again of how much I love it when I drove from California to Montana over the All-Star break. And you know what it's like when you're on a long road trip and it's cold, particularly when it starts off warm in the Bay and then we get into some really cold areas. You're like, well, I don't want to wear like my jacket in the car, but then I get out to fill gas. I'm going to be freezing. But the American Giant hoodie was perfect because despite being made out of a nice heavy material that'll keep you warm it's not too hot as well so i was able to wear it in the car not be too hot step out of the car and still be warm enough when i was filling up gas or going into a restaurant or something that i didn't feel like i needed my jacket even when it was cold outside these things are amazingly durable i proposed to my wife wearing an american giant hoodie in the grand canyon almost seven years ago i still own that same hoodie i still wear it constantly and american giant has since spread out into all sorts uh, of other types of clothing like their premium slub crew tee the no bs high-rise pant the slim roughneck pant featured in giant magazine issue two every american giant piece is made in america and designed to last no exceptions and it provides year-round comfort so find a closet staple for every part of your spring days at american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use that finger code capspace at checkout easy remember we talk about capspace all the time here on the program that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com don't forget that cap space code to let them know you came from us all right that was a, a blockbuster any other uh big players out there on the market that uh maybe uh maybe Maver- been rumored Maver- a little Maver- bit mavericks here we're not going to tell other people but we will listen on christoph's porzingis but we need to be really impressed with with an offer and what are you looking for uh, with Chris Stapps? Uh, that's that's kind of the the question. Uh, are there are there any players that you would propose trading him for, or types of players? Can you just kind of give us an idea? I mean, so, some of my teams might be interested, but uh, I'm not really sure what's out there or, or what you guys are really trying to get. Are you trying to get role players? Are you trying to get? Oh no, we're trying star? to we're trying to get a, a second star. Like that is the idea is somebody who will be good over the next f- five to six years to play alongside Luca, and that's why we don't think a deal is going to happen. We just wanted people to think about it in the back of your mind. Spurs here. Uh, is there any chance you look at any of our young players in that caliber? Uh, we do have Lamarcus Aldridge, who could be real good for matching salary, give you somebody who can help you a little oh, bit. For a second, I thought you were offering Lamarcus Aldridge for Kristaps Porzingis. Um, well, we, it, well, that would help with matching salary and yeah. add a little bit of value to you uh, because all our are most of our players who we'd be think would would work are are lower paid. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thought, but I don't think that DeJounte Murray and Derek White are perfect fits or quite at that caliber. That's a deal we might revisit in the 2021 offseason, but I don't think they're what we're looking for now. Keldon Johnson? He's not he's not the centerpiece of it for us, no. Okay. Uh this may surprise you, but my teams aren't very good, so <laughs> I'm not really you're not you're not willing to do Shea Gilders Alexander for Kristaps Porzingis. Well, uh, what about uh, would Brandon Ingram be someone that you might be interested in? You would have Ooh. to give us a lot more. Oh, if we have to give you a lot more, then absolutely not. I mean, Brandon Ingram never gets hurt, and Kristaps Porzingis does. Like we do like the fit of him and Zion pretty well, but yeah, I mean, you definitely like Ingram is under contract for longer as well. Just made an All Star team. I mean, there is. If if you don't see that as uh, Brandon Ingram is being worth way more than Porzingis, then we we don't really have a have anywhere to go. Raptors have some conceptual interest, but probably not not what you're thinking. Yeah, that that seems about right. I mean, we'd be interested in OG Ananobi, but there are a bunch of logistical difficulties trading him, and I don't think you want to include Pascal Siakam, though. That would be fun as hell. <laughs> 
Okay, so nothing nothing on Porzingis right now. Is anyone still there? Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> we are all still here. Uh, you're just not saying anything uh, about Chris S. Porzingis. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, Cavs here, we might, might be interested in doing like Larry Nance and Kevin Love for Porzingis. Is that something you would consider, Dallas? We were more interested in getting Larry Nance not involving Kristaps Porzingis, but as mentioned, we're pretty asset poor. So if that's what you're thinking of Nance is being that level, then we probably shouldn't have the other Larry Nance conversation either. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, again, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I assume you're trying to trade the guy cause you don't think he's that good. Otherwise you wouldn't be. Oh no, we think he, we think he's the next superstar and he's, he's a, a very, a very stable basketball genius. So we're totally fine with it. <laughs> okay. How about the Orlando magic here? We, we, are kind of in this holding pattern we have been for a while this sweet sweet taste of a single victory each of the last two years in the first round has devolved into an injury-filled morass markel fultz is out for the year jonathan isaac is out for the year it may be time to accept our fate get in a, a little bit higher in the draft this year and we're looking for a big package for nikola vucevic who made his second all-star game this season great passer fantastic shooter uh, above the break we've improved defender is anyone interested in nikola vucevic hornets here oh yeah yeah um you know we're not trading lamello ball but we've got a couple other guards i mean i I think terry rosier would fit well with what you need and uh maybe something like terry rosier and uh, malik monk uh for vucevic and uh, what draft picks will you be putting in i mean those are some solid young players uh but we could we could do some type of protected first in addition to those two guys. That's just such a tough sell to our, our fan base to trade uh, the greatest Orlando Magic player of the last nine years to the Charlotte Hornets for, yeah, I mean, Monk is going to be a restricted free agent. Rozier. Having a really good year. Yeah, I, no, I'd he, rather he have certainly is. It's just, it, it's kind of like where are we going with him? Uh, I guess if we're trying to consolidate, he would actually be a pretty decent fit as a guard next to Markel Fultz because he could guard the one and shoot mm-hmm. off the ball. So that's not insane. I mean, could we do this year's first unprotected? No. No, like we, we are not sending you, in addition to those two players, we are definitely not sending you a first-round pick that'll ever be in the lottery. Oh, yeah. Th- then we don't have anything to talk about. I mean, if we can't even get a lottery, potential lottery pick for a guy who was an all-star this year, I mean, there's just no way you can sell that to our fan base. Okay. Uh, anybody else interested in, in Nikola Vucevic? Yeah, Charlotte actually, you know, seemed like a, a decent destination for him. But uh, breaking character for a sec, KP, did you say you'd rather have Rozier than Vucevic? Is that in yeah. a vacuum? Is that for Charlotte or both? Probably more in a vacuum, perhaps yeah. than Charlotte, but even, probably still for Charlotte. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte already having uh, Lamelo and Devonte Graham. I think it's Terry Rozier's a little redundant there, and. They don't have anybody like Vucevic, but interesting. Also, not the direction I would want to take the franchise out of another guy who's, you know, 30 at this point when your star is 20. Well, but uh, good thing it's up to Michael Jordan. It's not up to you. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay true oh, sorry, to the 19, character here. Not Lamello. Not 20 for Lamello. Um, well, how about uh, Evan Fournier for the Magic and uh, Aaron Gordon? You know, those are those are two guys who are starter level of players, have been stars on playoff teams, could help just about any playoff team, you would think. Um, let's start with uh, with Evan Fournier here. Expiring contract, but 
could be someone who could be re-signed. You get full bird rights, making 17.5. Anybody interested in him? Yes, many of my teams are interested in him. It's probably easier to list the ones that aren't. <laughs> well, why don't you list the ones that aren't? Just just for my uh, my understanding. I mean, sure. is, is there are, are there any of them that are willing to? Uh, I mean, kind of what we're looking for here is above that kind of crappy first level if any of your teams can get there then i think we can start getting into some pretty serious conversations would the spurs first rounder this year be headed toward crappy first no that's pretty good actually um i mean we want to put some protections on it you know so that it doesn't bottom out we we basically want to protect it so it conveys about where it's headed right now like top 10 protection uh I, i was just say lottery we could compromise on 12 something like that interesting well, yeah, I mean, I think if you guys make the play in, like that, that's where we should where we should cut it off. So, I mean, you can, there's no way. So, top ten protection. That uh, I guess that's not true. You can, you wouldn't necessarily guarantee that it would go with top ten protection, even if you do make the play in. But given that the West is stronger, you probably would. Um, any teams outside of Dan's teams that are interested in Evan Fournier? The Knicks are interested, but it would be a different formulation. We're not going to give up the first, but we can save you a ton of money because we can basically take Fournier on. So we maybe we could do something involving like Kevin Knox if you're interested in him. But I don't think we're willing to give up like our first or Dallas or Dallas's necessarily for Fournier, who's, you know, unless Fournier expresses an interest in resigning, which I don't know that he would right now. We could just sign him as a free agent anyway. That, that is true, though. He probably he would help you a, a lot. This he would. Year, that's why that's why we're open to it. But we're not we're not going to give up something crazy. for yeah. it. Spurs, what would the matching salary be? Yeah, that's uh, where it gets a little tricky. I mean, Rudy Gay could make some sense, but Fournier would duplicate some of the players we have a little more uh, in a way that Rudy Gay doesn't. Um, we're, we're, the main thing we were thinking of is if we trade LaMarcus Aldridge, that could open us up to taking more salary depending on where Aldridge goes and how. We've also got an idea that would create some matching salary. Who, who is we? Who is we, yeah. Hawks here. Oh, yeah. Hawks here. Right? Oh, is this going to involve Rondo somehow? <laughs> no, it's not going to involve Rondo. Uh, Tony Snow would be the matching salary in this case that would go to Orlando. Uh, Boston, no interest in Evan Fournier? No, we're thinking much more front court for our needs. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess there aren't that many teams. If, if it's not going to be Boston and Philly already got their guy. Warriors had a little can, uh, you know, hypothetical interest, but Fournier adds to the tax bill. And then if you're giving up a pick on top of that, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, I'm going through the teams here. There's not that many teams that really... Grizz, you got any, got any interest in, uh, in Evan Fournier? Well, we just got Maxi. Yeah. Mavs are interested, but we're not going to give up a first for it. We, we can't really anyway. Well, so I guess it comes down to Knicks and Spurs then. What's, a, what's our matching salary here? Do you, should we work that out now? Or should we... I, I mean, we'd be willing to take any, any expiring contract, basically. We are limited in terms of what we can take back as, certain, as far as taking more. Uh, because uh, right now the Magic are about $3 million shy of of the tax uh and there's there's also some incentives as well with uh aaron gordon that it might push us even a little bit further there so um oh that that's the hard cap so it's not as much of an issue but it, we really we can't take on more than maybe like a million bucks or so probably above what 40 makes which is 17.5 so we'd be happy to just do it for rudy gay right now spurs and maybe maybe we could flip rudy gay if there's a team that's interested in him nicks would love rudy gay right he fits right into what they're trying to do well, yeah, yeah we're, for, we're on board with that. First of all, we'd be the ones flipping Rudy Gay if you're just taking any expiring contract or whatever. Like, we will take the value for Rudy Gay. Uh, 
we were also wondering if the Knicks wanted LaMarcus Aldridge. That was uh, one of our possibilities. No, we're good. Well, that's surprising. I mean, he, um, makes tw- he makes $24 million. We don't have that much cap space, and we don't really have that many filler salaries. So we, if he gets bought out, maybe we'll have a, we'll have a conversation with him. Also, our frontcourt rotation is kind of crazy right now. Yeah. So, so can we do top 10, top 10 protected here, Spurs? Hmm. Man, it, realizing you know, we're going to be losing Aldridge one way or another, losing Rudy Gay, like we lose a lot of size here. Like we, we like the fit. We love well, the fit of Evan Fournier on our team. Hawks here. Should we should we talk about this? I, I the the Tony Snell. So here's our our proposal: John Collins and Tony Snell for Rudy Gay and Keldon Johnson. Oh oh, you t- you're talking to me? Yes. I thought you were trying that's, to. Okay. That's to the Spurs. So, so it's it's Tony Snell, John Collins for Rudy Gay and Keldon Johnson. No, I mean we're gonna have a ton of cap room. If we want John Collins, we can just go get him from you next summer. Um, what about for the play in push? We we'd like to have John Collins. We're open to doing some type of of trade for John Collins here, uh, but we're not giving up Keldon Johnson for it. Well, the reason we haven't, I mean, unless he, or Devin Vassell, yeah, like we want no. we want one of your young right. quality Under, perimeter understandable, players. but no, we don't want to do that. Okay, although hmm, in conjunction with the Rudy Gay Evan Fournier trade, right, it balances it rebalances right. you in many ways. That's interesting. It's a little more interesting. Uh, Ah, but old, old old habits still die hard. We we need to be bowled over to make an in season trade, uh, and this doesn't do it. But that is interesting uh, to make both of those. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Spurs, you are you at least you know for sure that you get John Collins, whereas the Hawks could just match an offer sheet. They probably will. What else are they going to do with that money? And you know, Tony Ressler would never approve of taking a step back. <laughs> and so you're, uh, and you can probably get John Collins for cheaper if you're the team that has the restricted free agent rights on him instead of uh, trying to get him from somebody else. I mean, John Collins is headed toward a, a max offer sheet. It seems like uh, regardless. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't think we can do that. I, I think it's a, uh, you know, giving up that, that pick and, and we really like Kelton Johnson. Uh, obviously Atlanta does too. Uh, I, I think, I think really where this falls apart is we just like Kelton Johnson too much. Yeah. Kevin well, Bissell, he said he would take Bissell too. Yeah. We also like him. Uh, I, I mean, the, you, these are two players. I mean, we're the the Spurs. We believe in our player development identification. Like we, you know, we think those players are on the absolute right track. So, can, can we do Evan Fournier in the pick for Rudy Gay or no? Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to pass on that. If, uh, if there's other matching salary that you're interested in doing, we could do that for you too. We're we're interested in the pick. We I don't mean, care who's couldn't, back. couldn't you also do Lamarcus and then just Orlando has to send some salary back? Like that could be Kem mm. Birch. It could be Ennis. Like there are way there are yeah. ways to make Lamarcus. That's, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. We we could figure something out there. Um, or Mo you, Bamba. Yeah, I was just gonna say, would you do Bamba Fournier for Aldridge and the pick? Nah, it's it, it's too tough to trade Bamba at this point. I mean, for, from a realistic PR standpoint, giving up on him this early would be pretty tough. I mean, by and, by every indication except for trading him, you guys have given up on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think well he's coming back for, from COVID nineteen. We can't yeah. trade him now. He, he's he could uh, he, he could round into form. Um, if we slightly reduce the protections on the pick would you do that we'd, we'd be we're pretty interested now in this aldridge fournier bomba construction that that i think is is right in the sweet spot of what if we made it top eight protected um okay but like could you guys just like tell us who to draft like could, could, 
could could that be part of the trade that we just like take your your honest recommendation on uh, I, on who to I, pick? I know you think that the way to do this is just to post your draft board on a whiteboard for everybody to see, but that's not how the rest of the league operates, Orlando. <laughs> okay, uh, I I think we're we're getting close here. But this is what we'll do. We'll do Aldridge and the t- uh, it's top eight protected every year. Uh, and then you'll know, become two second rounders, but it doesn't matter. Like you're going to get a t- top eight protected pick from us and it, for, uh, for Fournier and Bamba. Well, can we have it go down to top four pr- protected when in three years? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're not going to be that bad. It's now uh, officially a mock deadline because we're haggling over pick protection in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Mo Bamba and Evan Fournier, what does that work out to as far as that's not putting us into the tax, is it? It's, it's less than a million. Okay, great. Um, I mean, are there any other little like pieces that we that we should over. talk about to maybe throw in here? I mean, we are the Spurs. We're not trying to get carried away with massive in-season change. We're we're heading two new players. This is uh yeah. I, I mean, because we've got we, we've got some other guys available. We got Terrence Ross. We got Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Camino, Kem Birch. Any of those guys uh, wet your whistle at all? No, I mean they're fine players. We wouldn't mind having them, but I, but I think anywhere near what the cost would be, I think we're all set. Okay. Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time to dress up rather than dress down, I highly recommend Inochino. They were the official outfitter of my wedding. I got my tux from there. All my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well. I felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly. Because when you go somewhere else, you're not going to get something that's made for you. So why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you. And not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous, but now they've got everything. Blazers, pants, women's wear, outerwear, designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from. European wools, linen, cottons, tons of colors, tons of patterns. You can customize things like the lapel, the vents, the pockets. And you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com. Use the code CAPSPACE. Use the CAPSPACE. We talk about all the time here on the program. You get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. And don't forget that CAPSPACE code to let them know that you came from us. All right. So what is the final terms here then? So it's going to be LaMarcus Aldridge and a top eight protected pick for the next three years, and then it becomes top four protected. And if it doesn't convey in seven years, then it's two second rounders, uh, and the Spurs will get Evan Fournier and Mo Bamba. Very surprised that Boston is not interested in Evan Fournier. Um, might Boston be interested in Aaron Gordon? Boston is interested in Aaron Gordon, but he's not at the top of their, our list. So I don't know if you want us to uh, make some other call, get some other GMs on the line here or revisit that later. Yeah. I, I mean, is there anybody who's like really champing at the bit to try and trade for Aaron Gordon right now? I, I think we should go to whoever Boston wants most because then they can get in on the Gordon bidding if they don't get that person. Sounds reasonable. I mean, Gordon's fairly low on our list, but our our first call would be to the Kings. Yes. So Harrison Barnes, naturally, our target here. Uh, here's what we're thinking. So right now, if you look at the pick projections, there's a pretty big gap between us 
and we're projected to have the 22nd pick on average and then the top eight teams. And I think if Harrison Barnes pushes us into those top eight teams, he's worth two first round picks to us. He's worth that Robert Covington package that you guys talked about wanting. So we are doing willing to do our 2021 first round pick top 22 protected. Otherwise it converts to this year's second round pick. And then 2023, our first round pick, we just want top four protection on that through 2027. And we want you guys to take back Tristan Thompson because we're not willing to go into the luxury tax. Yeah. Um, well, because Thompson d- does make about $10 million for next year. That's, you know, this top 22 protected. And then what was the second pick, 2023? Yeah. And protection on that or no? Top four protected. I mean, you'll, you'll get okay. it. We're not going to be in the top four. Okay. That's, uh, that is very interesting. Um, Philadelphia here, just as a different offer for you to consider, if you don't want to rebuild and tank, we, we might just not want this, but we want to throw it out there. We don't have as much of a need for Tobias Harris's creation now that we have, we have Kyle Lowry in the fold. And so it would, the fundamental framework would be something involving Tobias Harris and Harrison Barnes. Just if you don't want to rebuild, if you want to get somebody who's more in line with young players to do that, we totally understand if you prefer the type of thing Boston's doing, but we want to throw it out there too. Yeah, I I think that Barnes probably is worth more than Harris at this point. And Philly, you're pretty low on assets. Yes, we are. So, uh, yeah, I I mean, this Boston deal seems a a little bit better. Um, Boston, do you have any other seconds? Uh, Well, here, let's let's do this first. Are there any other teams that would want to get in on Harrison Barnes? Heat here. Uh, If you have some interest in Kendrick Nunn, we're not trading Tyler Hero for him. Uh, Kendrick Nunn is available and we do have... You know, those mid-range contracts. Yeah, none wouldn't be a bad fit, actually, as a third guard with Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox. But you'd need to throw it more there. I mean, we're talking about two first-round picks here from the Celtics. So, And, I mean, Harrison Barnes is going to start for you. He's not even going to start, probably, for the Celtics. Or if he does, they'll bring Marcus Smart off the bench. He might not even close for them. So I, I think Barnes, to me, is like the best guy on the market for what you need in that Jay Crowder role to try to compete for a championship this year so we would expect to be compensated uh appropriately precious to chua is something that we, someone we would certainly have some interest in um you know none and Achua probably would need to throw something else in there as well i would say though to match that boston offer yeah if none and Achua isn't enough I, I don't think we can do more harrison barnes would probably help us more this season uh but we're the miami heat uh our cap space goes further in the summer what are you going to do for a stretch for then uh hope mo harkless gets healthy uh is his jump shot gonna be part of that getting healthy that's the hope i i because all right so a chew and none that's the that's the best you can do yeah now we also could just hold on to harrison barnes look victor uh rondive always wants to, to win he, he's been a good player i don't know if you guys knew this but uh harrison barnes used to play for the warriors <laughs> so uh that that gives him a lot of value to uh mr ronadive uh, i'll tell you what boston you know this seems like a decent deal the top 22 protection i like that it's creative but the potential of that reverting into your crappy second rounder this year is that's probably not good enough for for us so could we go with one of your young players um in addition to that or could we go with is there another second rounder that you could throw in that you have in the future that you know from another team or something that would be you know in potentially in the top 10 of the second round that this could revert into if the first rounder does not convey 
We have a second rounder in 2023 that the protection on it is too complex for me to totally understand what pick it's going to be. But it appears that as long as it's not the 31st or 32nd pick, then it's the better of Houston, Dallas, and Miami. Oh, that's not bad. Which would be quite good, yes. Yeah, Houston might be pretty terrible then. Um, Another, Actually, what about this? What if we did top 22 protected for this year and next year and then it would it would be either 23 or 24 okay so okay so two year the the second pick conveys two years after this year's pick conveys yes first allowable draft right i think that's reasonable yeah because i think there's a pretty decent shot and then uh if it doesn't convey in 22 then it would convert into that 2023 second that you were talking about yeah we can do that and so the matching salary then, because you're also paying us to take Tristan Thompson next year, who, you know, I mean, that doesn't really, he doesn't do much for us. That's just, just money that we have to pay. And we're, we're not looking at being a big cap space team next year. So that's probably fine. Um, and you got any interest in Rashawn Holmes while we're at it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think we're interested in giving up another first round pick. What about uh, some of your, well, I, I mean, maybe we should probably, let's table that for now. I mean, if you do have some interest in him, but probably, it would probably make more sense to just open that up later. Uh, if you want to make an offer for him, we can, we can fold it into this deal, but uh, I would be doing myself a disservice to just throw in Holmes without seeing what else is out there for him. Uh, he's uh, a, a certain podcaster concluded that Rashawn Holmes will be the best free agent center on the market in the summer of 2021. Okay. So what are the final terms here then? Okay. So tr- Tristan Thompson, 2020 first, 21 first round pick, top 22 protected in 2021 and 2022, otherwise converts to 2023 second round pick that we have rights to that who knows where it's coming from. And then first round pick the first year allowable after that pick conveys. So either 2023 or potentially starting in 2024. And that one is just top four protected through 2027. And then would convert i guess to our our second round pick but i mean like you're gonna get that pick before 2027 that's what billy king would have said <laughs> but yes in all likelihood it, it would seem that way what one quick note here sacramento would also create a big ass trade exception which could be useful mm. yeah that is actually pretty useful for uh, money mcnair yeah miami surprised that uh that you did not uh, go in a little harder there but we'll see maybe, maybe there's someone else you, you could get um so Aaron, Aaron Gordon, I mean, are there probably makes more sense here now, now that this Barnes deal is done. If to some of these other teams like Miami that are really looking to upgrade here, why don't you let us know who your top target is rather than me going through and trying to sell these guys off? Well, what is the asking price for, for Aaron Gordon? He would be a uh, high on Miami's list. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. He's not quite the shooter we're looking for. Yeah, you're looking for someone more like Harrison Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, who, here's who else might be available. Uh, Larry Nance uh, at that kind of stretch four. Thaddeus Young, maybe. Nemanja Bialica. PJ, PJ Tucker. Yeah, uh, Thaddeus Young is probably at the top of our list. Um, it sounds like Chicago wants too much. Uh, I'm just curious whether... Uh, Kendrick, where Kendrick Nunn rates for Chicago. He is a Chicago guy, although maybe that's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> no, it would be, it would certainly be more th- than that. As mentioned, I mean, we're really trying to trying to win this year. We 
are holding on to Zach Levine, and now we actually have to, since we're not going to trade him, apparently we need to convince him to stay. You're not more interested in someone who can shoot at that position anyway? So Bielitsa, I think, is the most likely... Well, Thaddeus Young is just such a good player. Uh, but Bielitsa, I think, is the most realistic and best-fitting uh, piece. Uh, so we could just jump to him. Yeah, um, I mean, he's going to be... He's going to, you know, uh, breaking character here. The, the price on him will not be anything particularly right. so I, I didn't know if we wanted to go to this caliber of player yet um because I, I do think the heat at this point are content just to find somebody like bielitsa who can plug in and be okay rather than bring break the bank for for somebody at this point okay well why don't we why don't we talk about larry nance is there anybody who's interested in larry nance on a value deal here he's making under 10 million each of the next two years as showed now that he can guard at more positions uh, unexpectedly under J.B. Bickerstaff, gets a ton of steals, can shoot the three now as well, finish around the rim, a lot of versatility, can maybe even play some small ball five for you uh, as well, certainly uh, some four, and maybe even guard the three at times. Uh, but yeah, again, we'd be kind of looking for that Covington-esque sort of package uh, for him if there's anybody willing to go there for the Cavs. Miami, no interest in, in Larry Nats, huh? I mean, not at not at the price that you've already set. No, I mean we would like to have him on our team, uh, but not at that price. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd be looking for like none and Achua and something else is probably what we'd want for you guys. Yeah, I don't think we would do none and Achua. Uh, okay, some sim- more story that's not from crazy, but it's just a little bit too rich. Similar yeah. story for me for Dallas and the Knicks. Both of them are conceptually interested, but that asking price is, is reasonable, but more than we're willing to do. And Boston got their guy already and we're Nets. probably going to be willing to meet your offer price anyway i will say just conceptually nance on the nuggets would be fascinating but i don't think there's the way to make it happen he would actually be a really nice fit uh, on the nuggets yeah but uh i assume you wouldn't be interested in moving michael porter we've had no. such good luck with uh character question porters here with porters England. jr yeah, yeah, Porter's Jr. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, attorneys general seem to seem to get involved there. Uh, yeah, so D- Denver, you're not willing to make a, a significant offer for Nance. And Brooklyn, can you guys put anything together at all? I imagine you guys would be very interested in in Larry Nance. We are we are conceptually interested. Are and we with salary matching, we could actually probably get pretty close with Dinwiddie. But I mean, our first round pick situation is a little bit. Grizzly, so it, it it gets difficult. And while we we like Larry Nance a lot, and he is under reasonable contract, we're I mean basically we owe we owe our first we already owe our twenty six. We're even going that far, and we have a swap in twenty seven. So it I mean if you like Landry Shamit or and or Bruce yeah, Brown, no, I, I guess there isn't there really isn't isn't enough there. Um, Pacers should be interested in maybe doing something for uh, Demontis Sabonis. I mean, Danny LaRue as general manager of the Indiana Pacers, yes. Kevin, Kevin Pritchard as general manager of the Indiana Pacers, no. Yeah, I guess we already have Jared Allen as well as our uh, center of the future that we'll be overpaying. Wolves? Wolves, you got any interest in Larry Nance? We're actually pretty asset poor at the moment. And I, I, getting there, I mean, would you want, I think you would see Ricky Rubio as a pretty negative value contract, I'm guessing. 
he'd actually help your guard rotation. You need a third guard. In yeah, there. yeah, we would. I mean, he, he, you know, we we could take him back just as the matching salary, but he doesn't provide any additional value yeah. for us. I don't. Obviously. I don't think we're. I don't think he puts us over the top enough to to make that happen. Also, Minnesota, like if you guys are holding off on trading Larry Nance, we can re-engage in these conversations later, and then he won't help us get a, a worse draft pick right now, and we'll then we can just get him later. Yeah. All right. Doesn't seem like anyone is uh, is interested enough in Nance, which is fine. Cleveland's happy to to hold on to him. He's a, a good value contract. We could always move him at, at a later time. I think. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. How about the Houston guys? Victor Oladipo. Let's start there. Is there anybody who's interested uh, in Victor Oladipo? We'd be looking for uh, a first-round pick back for him. We're, we're realistic about where he is, but he still does have some upside. Mavericks here. Can that first-round pick be Josh Green, who we've already taken? Because we don't, we can't really. We're not. We're not. We can't. We don't want to trade a future first. But if you wanted Josh Green, we could talk. Oof. Anything else you could throw in as well? I mean, if you'd rather have. Tyrell Terry we could do that instead because we're, we're, we're going to be giving you a good player as matching salary as well like we're we're, we're actually thinking even though it, like either it could be either Tim Hardaway Jr. or James Johnson Johnson Hardaway Jr. is more duplicate like he's more duplicated by Oladipo but again we're like we can just sign Oladipo as a free agent this is more as a trial balloon um could you throw in the rights to Pateri Kopanen <laughs> oh sure <laughs> you drive a hard bargain sir <laughs> how old is he he was, he was drafted in 2007 he's uh <laughs> he's gotta be in like in like 37 years old now um yeah i don't I, josh green hmm I mean, we we can think about that is there anybody else who's willing to make an offer uh grizzlies were going to be here and i think we still will be even after uh getting maxi uh we have gorgie jang's expiring contract we have Grayson Allen. We have John Conkar. We've got second rounders. I, you know, I think after getting Maxi, our willingness to put in a first rounder is gone. But between Allen, Conkar, a second rounder, maybe two. Hmm. Probably like Josh Green better than that. That's a, that's a tough call. Um, he at least was a recent first. It looks looks a little bit better, uh, PR wise, which uh, we are always concerned about here in Houston. What is your Dylan Brooks interest? Uh, we could do something like Jang and Brooks, and then you'd, you'd have to send us some salary back. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to have Dylan Brooks uh, for, uh, I mean, it, it's better than, than Josh Green. I mean, Brooks is, he's on a contract for, what, two years after this one? I believe so, yes. And there is a lot of real estate at that right elbow in Houston. So this would match up well. Oladipo and PJ Tucker for Jang and Brooks. Yeah, Tucker, I think we could, uh, we'd probably want to move elsewhere. I think he's got some value. Yeah, so do we. <laughs> uh, I, I think we can do better than that, especially if we're if we're going to involve Tucker. Is there anyone, anybody else who's like really interested in Oladipo? Pacers here. <laughs> Pels, you got any interest in Victor uh, Oladipo? That's my team. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh pistons that's my team no uh hawks okay that that's enough uh, i think we've made our point here so it's basically so you're only uh, memphis you're only willing to do this dylan brooks thing if you also get back pj tucker 
And yeah, you but, got like a bunch of guys at that position. Like he doesn't even really help you that much. Yeah, so I mean our our vision of this is we're the team that flips PJ Tucker for value. Like we don't like we'd want to expand this out, but we see that as to get commensurate value. I mean Dylan Brooks is on a what reasonable about Dan- What about Daniel House? I don't think he makes quite enough. Does he make enough money to do this? Houston's entire team is filler. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're firing too many bullets at, at this point if if we're Houston just to, to get Dylan Brooks, who uh, honestly, I mean, we're really probably more interested in like young players on rookie scale deals. Like we're, we're going we're gonna to try and suck the next couple of years. Like the only reason to be taking Dylan Brooks would be to try to flip him. So I think I actually like that Dallas offer a little bit better. I'm, um, you, quick, you quick, like that one? interjection. Kevin Pelton, Ombudsman, do you think Josh Green is too much for the Mavericks to give up? Wait, well, hold on. You already made the offer. <laughs> oh, no, I made the offer. I'm just, I, I don't want to do this if it's heinously unrealistic. Like, I would do but, this deal. No, it's not, it's not. I, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's too much to give up. Yeah, I, I don't know if anything. I would do it, but. Um, who, what's your, what's your matching salary, Dallas? I'm thinking it's, it's James Johnson. Um, I mean, we could do Hardaway, but Hardaway is a more valuable player. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, if you if, want to take on Dwight Powell. Mm-hmm. Well, if you wanted to throw us a, a first rounder, then we would do it. No, we're we're not at at this point. We we like we like Dwight Powell, and while certain other people think that's a mistake contract, I'm not one of those people. Hmm. Uh, Grizzlies here. We we just want to confirm you like that Dallas offer more than our uh, Grayson Allen Concar a second rounder two version. I think so. Allen yeah. is kind of he, he's he he's a role a role guy, right? Like Josh Green, he's young enough where maybe you could see some more upside. Uh, Allen was really old when he was drafted already. He's getting into his mid twenties. Conchar is pretty old as well. So, and then what you just one second rounder. That's your own second rounder. I don't know. I mean, we can talk like we could talk about which ones if this interests you, uh, but if you just like the Dallas offer better, I didn't think it was worth. Yeah, it, it does seem to make more sense. Also, we having an expiring contract, I think w- would be, uh, would be nice for us. That's something that we prioritized in getting Victor Oladipo to begin with. So it's going to be what? It's me, James Johnson. We're limited in how much we can take on because of the tax as Houston. Well, no, you're sending and, out you're sending out significantly more money. Oh, oh, we're sending out more. That's right. Okay, good. Yeah, that's actually good because then we can take on some more salary when we deal the rest of these dudes. Man, Houston sounded uh, way too excited to be sending out more money. <laughs> uh, I mean, Dallas, we have these other guys. Like we got Eric Gordon, who would probably be a pretty good fit for you guys. We got Daniel House. I mean, we got we, PJ Tucker. I mean, if you want to expand this deal and give us some more, we we uh, we wouldn't we would give love you, to do that. We wouldn't give you much. So we're not interested in Eric Gordon just because he ties in with he kneecaps our future flexibility in a way that Oladipo does not. Daniel House, like we would we would expand the deal a little bit to include Daniel House, but we're not going to give up anything ridiculous anything ridiculous there so i mean if you want like we like daniel house we'd be happy to have him so if you wanted you know if you if you were interested in trey burke he's cost controlled for a little bit i don't know if you want boban to what's 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 your uh, we're looking for draft picks what's your your second situation we we've got our next two and then after that things get a little bit more complicated um so we could give you we could give you one of those sure either one whichever one you prefer all right give me those again please 20 uh our 21 or our 22 we have we have both, so you can pick which year you prefer. Yeah, no, I think we'd probably want to go with twenty one. Um, yeah, House is so he's under contract for one more year. You'd save some more money. Could we? That wouldn't be that wouldn't be too big of a contract, or too big of an imbalance at that point. Te- technically, we would. I think we would need to to burn something small, but like we could send Wes Wundu to the to Thunder or something. That's fine. <laughs> yes, you could. 
<laughs> I, I think for house, uh, is anyone else interested in house? Can you beat a Maverick second round pick? There's got to be more out there for Daniel House than that. Especially because it looks like the playoffs won't be in a bubble. All right. Well, let's uh, let's here. Let, let, yeah, yeah. That's a and, and Tyson Chandler is retired, thankfully. Uh, so when we do this, Mavs, let's just hold on to the Oladipo for James Johnson and Josh Green. We'll, we'll do that, and we can expand it later if you want to get some of these other guys. But I, I want to put them up to a more uh, a, a more auction style process here. So yeah, that's uh. Josh Green for Victor Oladipo, that's, that seems fair, the way he's played at this point. It, it's an interesting kind of connection. I had, I had thought about the Oladipo thing. It's like a weird series of kind of lottery tickets for the Mavericks where just having bird rights on all these guys, and maybe they work, maybe they don't. Like It, it was it was an avenue that I was more interested in when the asset price wasn't that high. Yeah, yeah and I think also the Mavs, having someone who can guard point guards pretty well in Oladipo, that's probably his best defensive position and hopefully he can rediscover his mojo a little bit all right so we got that one in there then uh oladipo for james johnson and josh green our first trade that does not involve any picks for now for now is that true ever (laughs) (laughs) probably um all right what about the rest of these houston dudes here Uh, eric gordon um actually nets here we'd be more interested in talking about pj tucker first if you're okay with that what do you got nets we have spencer dinwiddie and we also have we have a if you if you want three second round picks, do we have second round picks that we can offer you? They're not particularly good, but they are three. Well, just your own picks. Well, I mean, we could do our own our own twenty two, our own in um I guess it would have to be twenty four, and then we have a couple extra ones. We have one from Indy. We have one from Phoenix potentially, maybe. Oh man, I I know that. Uh... Rafael Stone and, and Eli Wittes are just such cap dorks that they would love having that Thaddeus Young reverse protected Indiana pick, which actually <laughs> might go this year. That pick might actually go this year. Possibly. So it's a protected 31 to 44, if memory serves. Yes, that's yeah. where Brooklyn gets it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, technically it's protected 45 to 60, but that's the, yeah, that's where they would get it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. 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 It only goes if it's, if it's, it's reverse protected. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. I would have that in my head, but I misspoke. So if you could throw in that Indiana pick and then could we just go out there pretty far on, on another second rounder nets, another one of the three, if we're giving you, if we're giving you the Indiana pick, the other ones are going to be bad. That's that's, you know, cause that's going to be a top, you know, top 45. That's the, the top 15 of the second round. That's the actual gold mine. And so if we're, if we're giving you one there, the other two are going to suck. Um, could we get a, your own in 24 and the warriors in 25? Our own in 22 and the Warriors in 25. Sold. Uh, Unless there's a better offer out there. I I would be willing to do that offer, but is there someone who would beat it? Miami? So the Heat would like to know uh, what the asking price is for Bielitsa. Is it higher or lower than that? Oh. We would like one or the other uh, for about that range. Uh, Well, well. Just make me an offer here on on PJ Tucker. I think that's that's the way I want to do this. Okay, I, I realize yeah. it's not. I understand. Uh, well, I yeah. think I think we prefer Bielitsa. I don't know. Bielitsa's play. Well, no, we're. Mm. You, no, you don't. Yeah, no, we prefer, we prefer <laughs> PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker has not been good this year. Yeah, but Bielitsa is too bad defensively. Yeah, yeah, we definitely prefer PJ Tucker. I guess. Okay. Um. So we have mm-hmm. the matching salary, and. So so and Houston's getting Spencer Dinwiddie in this deal too? He's he is our matching salary unless we can figure out another way to do it. 
So then, we'll, yeah, but yeah, those we could probably figure out. I, I mean, I mean, I would like to have Spencer Dinwiddie as Houston. Would you well, though? Do you? Yeah, I think we have some good evidence that you don't. <laughs> well, we might be able to route him somewhere else too. Sure. No, if you, you could, I, I would. Potentially. Yeah. You I, could not I, route my matching salary. Chan- channeling, channeling my inner Dan Feldman, you cannot route my matching salary without me getting it. <laughs> oh, well, for the Heat, you can't match a route, uh, route our matching salary anywhere, period. I mean, um, you can. They just wouldn't want you to. There's <laughs> a Utah. Yeah, I mean, we'd somewhere. really... Uh, I'm not Brooklyn, unless it's DeAndre Jordan, it would have to be Dinwiddie. And Kevin Durant here, it's not going to be DeAndre Jordan. No, suppose there's a report that said that uh, he got his... His payoff, and they'd be okay with moving him now. But oh, uh, then, yeah, I, I yes. think it's probably got to be Dinwiddie then. Yeah. yeah, but that that also might have been before like DeAndre Jordan is having a prominent role so clearly on the team. Yeah, and they're and they're playing well too. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, all right, so he can you beat that offer at Dinwiddie and the Indiana second that probably goes this year? Maybe not though. We'll see where they end up. Uh, a 2022 Brooklyn second, a 2025 Golden State second. So it's Dinwiddie and three second rounders. Can you just give me an approximation of how much you're valuing Dinwiddie? Is he like another second rounder? Like I'm, I'm going that, to need that, to do. That's four probably seconds. about right. I think I think there's a team that would be willing to give up a second rounder to get Spencer Dinwiddie. So I'm going to need to do three or four second rounders to beat that. Well, or you could throw in some players too. Yeah, I'll pass. Okay, we're uh, nobody else for PJ Tucker. I mean, Heath's offer would have been about two second rounders. And Lakers, Clippers, you guys are not interested in getting in on some of these? Uh, Clippers here, P.J. Tucker is just uh, a little bit too much personality for our, our chemistry right now. Well, we like him, <laughs> all right, but but we're taking no chances because we are getting along great. And the Lakers won a championship last year without making any in-season trades, and I think that was the reason why. So we're leaning toward copying that. But not copying that because we're definitely not copying the Lakers. <laughs> and Lakers here, we even if we were into P.J. Tucker, I mean, I don't know how we beat that without giving up guys we like. But also, we don't have any matching salary in that range. Yeah, it's pretty high price. To, yeah, the Lakers hard cap issues are and Clippers hard cap issues are a problem trying to get. Also, this version of it does save the Nets actually kind of a significant amount of money. Oh, yeah, you make a good point there. Yeah, I'm not really sure who else needs P.J. That yeah, I, I, I mean, I what, what about I probably uh, could have played harder ball here, but I, I was it, I was getting into the idea of the three second round picks. Well, like I said, the, the Heat were willing to do two second rounders. Like you, yeah. you weren't that far ahead of where Miami would have been. Um, Bucks, could they get in on this at all? PJ Tucker, I, I think they're stuck in a straitjacket. Is that right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, I don't think it's it's it would need to be at least three for one and. We're short on picks, so I I don't think so. so. Why would it have to be three for one? He's a hard cap. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be couldn't do like P, uh, DJ Augustin. I mean, we we signed DJ yeah. Augustin for a reason. No, that's true, and also Houston doesn't want his salary for next year either. Okay, yeah, I guess it's got to be this Brooklyn deal, and uh, Houston. We'll see if there's a team that's interested in Spencer Dinwiddie's bird rights at some point. Here seems like uh, the Hawks might have some interest there potentially. What do you think, Hawks? You are you, you taking back for Jean Rondo? I, I mean, <laughs> depends how much you pay us. Mavericks here. If the price is low enough, we can fold this into our other deal. I don't know if the price will be low enough. <laughs> Although the Mavs have cap space too, so they're there. It's not as much of a concern. Like Bulls, I think would really for as my teams would be interested in getting Spencer Dinwiddie in, but they're probably uh, well. Eh, they, if they if the Bulls 
renegotiated and extended well i guess dinwiddie's cap hold is pretty similar to what he's eventually gonna get paid so that doesn't really it doesn't really do you any good to to get him in um okay what about eric gordon here for the rockets uh the grizzlies were going to be interested if he didn't get hurt and the rockets were willing to send a pick with him for what it's worth no we certainly wouldn't do that philly might have been interested but we got kyle lowry so no thank you celtics you got any interest no (laughs) (laughs) well so do, do you guys just not think that eric gordon is any good i mean i guess he just got hurt obviously that that complicates things but it's only four to six weeks so probably he'll, he'll be back for the playoffs. He'll have, you'll have a couple of weeks to get him in. But it's also the two years left on his contract. Yeah. Plus the partial guarantee on 23-24. How much is that guarantee? I think it's totally non-guaranteed, isn't it? Unless they win the championship or he makes it. Uh, right. Yeah. So that's, uh, I assume if you win the championship with Eric Gordon, you probably feel pretty good about, uh, about paying him that year. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's really anybody else that needs Eric Gordon at, at this point in time, huh? Denver, would you be interested in Eric Gordon as an upgrade on Gary Harris? No, because the length of that contract is is a problem for us. Yeah, with the inevitable uh, Michael Porter Jr. Max. Bingo. Inevitable. Yeah, it doesn't really look like there's anyone out there for Eric Gordon, probably. So that's that's disappointing. Should we do Daniel House now? Or are there other guys out there that teams really want to target i, I don't i don't have here. teams here in, really in the mix here but i think george hill should be ahead of him in line yeah no that's that's probably true yeah some of these okc guys all right that will do it for part one of the 2021 mock trade deadline join us for part two exclusively on dunked on prime we're having a sale right now for a yearly membership the lowest price that we are doing for dunked on prime total access 35 percent off the usual price You can get to that at dunkedon.supportingcast.fm and you get a ton of other benefits with total access as well. Danny's in my chats. Access to our salary sheets. Ben is even going to post updated salary sheets with all of the trades that we have agreed to in part one and part two. You get our daily dunks, links to the best work on the NBA, around the internet, what Danny and I are reading each day. So make sure that you check it out. Once again, it's dunkedon.supportingcast.fm. There's also a link to that in the description. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 